Well, welcome. Thank you for joining me. I'm sitting here with Maria Fuge. Fuge? Fuge. Fuge. And I say Maria, right? Mm -hmm. I've had issues with my uh, pronunciation with some of my guests recently. So thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Um, this is the PFFA pod. I'm Kyle McLowry. Um, so I should say Vice President, Maria Fuge. We've been trying to get together for like six months mm -hmm. since you first got elected. Um, so it took a while. I had to cancel once or twice, so that's my fault. Um, initially, we wanted to get together, just sort of introduce yourself to the membership as a vice president. People know you um, as a lieutenant officer and all the things you're involved with. So let's just take a quick step back, just give a little background, starting stuff like where your, your, your assignment, current assignment, how long you've been with the Bureau, just so if the, anybody out there doesn't know you, they can get a little tiny background. Yeah. So I got hired in 2001, mm -hmm. and um, I'm currently a lieutenant on A-Shift, mm -hmm. Station 22, St. John's. Mm -hmm. So you've been in for, what is that, 21 years? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so you've been in 22s for a while. I think That's, four years now. This is your second time back there, though? Weren't you, did you go yeah, to Yeah, so when I first got out of training... Uh -huh. And off probation, I went to 19s to finish my medic, FTO, and mm -hmm. then got a light temporary assignment there at 22s. Uh -huh. so. But you also had some assignments at, at, at twos or TAC? At TAC. At TAC. Yeah. Okay. Went to TAC and then went to 25s and kind of was on the east side until I got promoted. So you've been a vice president since January. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the sort of general, sort of 10,000 foot view list of your responsibilities? So Isaac kind of broke it down into either what we are, think we're good at uh -huh. or what we're interested in. So I was lucky enough to get health and wellness, mm -hmm. which includes behavioral health, uh, legislative, mm -hmm. which is really funny to me because I've never been really <laughs> interested in legislative um, it's always kind of been right. what other people did. Right. And then um, I also have communications. Interesting. So that's with Isaac. He's doing a lot of the internal communications. I get right now I'm working on social media. It's okay. mostly my. Okay. I, I didn't know that. Cause I, so I'm just going to harken back a little bit. So I had, uh, when I was a vice president, I had the health wellness and legislative as well with Alan. Alan was kind of the, the chair of the legislature, legislature but I was legislature, legislative legislative committee, mm -hmm. but I was on that committee uh, with Alan and, and Isaac and did the health and wellness. But the communication was always Isaac. That was sort of something he was always, you know, passionate about. So I didn't know he had given that up. I'm glad that he's sort of delegating a little bit more. So actually, uh, like I said, we tried to get together before, and one of the reasons I wanted to get together now was at the last general membership meeting, you mentioned something about behavioral health. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a bit of a history with the behavioral health committee and uh, just the peer support group and some of the different behavioral health issues, struggles, uh, movement that we've had at the Bureau. And I wanted to hear an update about that. So um, we can talk about a bunch of different things, but can we start there just with what's Absolutely. happening with that? Because that was something you brought up at the meeting and I kind of wanted to hear more. So I thought, hey, maybe everybody can hear a little and bit it, more. It does feel like my baby. I mean, uh -huh. I, it's funny to say that, but behavioral health, I mean, if you look back and at our last conference, they talked about how Oregon is the highest number mm 
mm-hmm. of um, people that go to the um, center of excellence. Really? One of the higher numbers of, in general, of suicides. Um, and so I, I don't know if it's because we make it a little bit more normal mm-hmm. on the West Coast or if it's just our area is more prevalent, our huh. behavioral health issues. I don't issues, know. Yeah. That's a hard one to figure so, out. Just just to circle real, back real quickly, in case anybody doesn't know, the Center for Excellence, can you tell people what that is? Yeah, so that's through the International Association of Firefighters. It's uh, part of your dues money mm-hmm. um, helps fund this, and it is for anybody that has, it's it's got um, places for PTSD, for alcohol, drugs. Um, All substance kind of abuse. Any, yeah, yeah. Any kind of, I mean, it's based off of a firefighter, family mm-hmm. type environment so mm-hmm. everything is related as you would kind of at a fire station um so that you can keep a semblance of family that community mm-hmm. um the routine uh, and be able to heal with people that are in similar situations right and that i believe is in in maryland yes okay so there's one that's going to be built it's in the process in california okay so that will be now they'll have a west coast and an east coast one and they can kind of tailor the West Coast to more so, of our... So it's like an inpatient treatment center for, mm-hmm. for behavioral health issues, mm-hmm. specific for firefighters. Mm-hmm. And I know that we have, over the past several years, had um, several members that have from, mm-hmm. from Portland Fire uh, go, and I, I guess you're saying that's also happening a lot throughout the whole state. Yeah, I think there's 30 total from, mm-hmm. the, state from the state that have gone. And uh, from, what I've, uh, from what I understand and from what I've heard, it's a very successful program not for everybody but as in, in general it does mm-hmm. very, they do very good work okay you mentioned at the general membership meeting you're working on the behavioral health clinicians mm-hmm. can you give us a little bit of um, background on what's happening what's going on and maybe how we got here with the clinicians is that yeah so in the past we've always had an EAP coordinator mm-hmm. June Vining was our um, and she I think it's been almost two years so- now sounds about right yeah um, she stepped down, and uh, we have been without. Um, we had some clinician advisors, two of them, Dr. Khan and um, a gentleman named Drew Prozniak. Mm-hmm. And um, so they were kind of help keep this peer support team afloat and mm-hmm. running. And um, there's been some pressure. That was one of the things that I wanted to do was bring back that coordinator because mm-hmm. um, at least as a peer supporter, um, I would be talking to somebody and say they were having issues with substance abuse. And in our conversations, they agree that I think going out inpatient rehab is mm-hmm. uh, appropriate for mm-hmm. me. I could call up June and say, I have somebody that has motor insurance that needs to go to an alcohol rehab. Mm-hmm. And she had a list already set up that she had vetted of places that our people could go um, quickly within 15 minutes. We could get a response back, and that person could. I would drive them there and at least get that process started of uh-huh. getting them uh-huh. uh, the support that they needed. Without that coordinator, us peer supporters were having to try to make those phone calls ourselves or call each other and say, "Where have you sent someone? Yeah. Have you had success?" Kind of. There, there wasn't that sole person. So mm-hmm. there's been this big push. That was kind of my... Seems a little bit out of your sort of scope of practice yeah. as a peer supporter. Yeah. That, may, that may not be the right terminology, but... Um, so is there... What's the, I mean, that's just kind of a stupid question, but 
I know the answer to some degree because it's the answer to almost every question. But what do you think are some of the obstacles? Like, what, it, First of all, is that still a line item, um, half-time position, the AP coordinator? Or is so that... it's a full-time, full-time. temporary, okay. and it was approved for July 1st. They could start. Oh, the funding okay. started. Okay. So we, Chief Matthews, started the process back in, uh, I want to say April. Uh-huh. Um, and then with he was kind of shifted to chat solely and PSR. And so then it went to Durr um, and Chief Jackson. And it got delayed a little bit, but um, it sounds like the application process ended on this weekend. And so... Okay. So that's news to me. I didn't know anything about that. I mean, I guess that sort of thing happens a lot where a project gets started by one individual at at some chief level, and it sort of ends up sort of bouncing around a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, but that's good. It, it got through that process. So there was uh, a, a call for applications. Yes. Uh, do you know th- anything about numbers, anything? I didn't hear okay. the final numbers of how many people had applied. It was from outside the bureau. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, we'll find out. Okay. I, I, I'm supposed to hear today, actually. Today's okay. Monday. So. Okay. Okay. Mm. Um, I having didn't having not seen the job description. Did did it have cultural competency built into that at all? It did, um, not as a requirement. So it came in as a coordinator two position, um, and then there was some things that they want. So mm-hmm. they can't put it as a coordinator two, but there was some additional that would help you um, stand out. Mm-hmm. And so that was culturally competent. And so this position is not specifically at all going to be going towards a clinician or anyone who has clinical skill sets. No, so this is a coordinator, and um, which June wasn't a clinician by any means No. either. So we still have our overseeing clinicians as part of the process um, written in there that there needs to be an overseeing clinician, somebody that has a master's degree and is able to handle the peer support uh, oversight. So, so I'm sorry, that's written into to what? The, that, For our behavioral health program. Okay. So did that, did, there was, as I recall, so I, I was part of the behavioral health committee for mm-hmm. several years. I stepped down maybe six months ago. There was a handbook that was in the works, mm-hmm. I want to say for two years. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been officially adopted. Okay. That's what I thought. But I think it's still kind of our reference point. Okay. For... I guess then... So there will be some sort of oversight from a clinician for the peer support group. It's my understanding that uh, both you and Stephanie are no longer going to be involved. Is there somebody else who's... They are involved. Okay. Um, They just, because without a coordinator, they were kind of being forced to take a coordinator role. Mm -hmm. And that's not part of their scope. And so there was no way for them to continue being... Um, an assistance to us without kind of having that oversight. And so they just stepped down and said, we will be supportive roles. Um, if you need us, call us. They're still involved. They just aren't officially kind of So they will not be able to fill, fill that position as far as clini- clinical oversight. So they'll have to be somebody else. Yeah. So okay. the EAP co- the goal is the EAP coordinator will be in charge of the whole program. And okay. then... The clinicians will be there to help with the training of the peer supporters 
and kind of guide that the emotional health of the bureau mm-hmm. and then the coordinator will be the more the i don't know finding or organizing finding, yeah. yeah finding clinicians that fit and are culturally competent finding rehab places or okay. those kind of things finding okay. what our insurance works with and what our city eap works with okay so i guess i wanted to just real quickly press pause get back i started asking a question about what the obstacles were it sounds like there aren't any particular obstacles at the moment for getting the eap eap coordinator and what i was alluding to is that i thought the obstacle was going to be money but it sounds like that that funding has been set aside the the biggest obstacle will be that it's temporary uh, so the funding only covers i think a year or two years so it's maybe that, one time one time funding it's just one time funding for this and obviously the goal is and the expectation that it will turn into permanent funding. But when we try to attract someone to come and work for us, it's pretty hard to say, mm. great, let's get this amazing person, but you potentially could only work for a year. a year. That does make it a little bit harder. Yeah. Okay. So there is some movement, some forward momentum there. Um, I'm just going to say real quickly, I'm glad to hear that that job announcement went out. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely a position we need. Uh, I would have... In my ideal world, would have liked that to be actually a clinician as the EAP coordinator. That's one of those additional would really like. That would be, that falls under the WFI. That mm-hmm. would be uh, the gold standard. Um, but in, in, in lieu of having that, somebody just doing that work is better than it yeah. not getting done. And it's also, I'm really glad to hear Drew and Stephanie are still available. Sounds like they're available. Uh, if somebody needs to see them or they're available for, for that sort of support and maybe some trainings for the uh, peer support team. Is that correct? Yeah. So I've used Dr. Khan a couple of times where we've had a phone call and not sure where to go from that. Like, mm-hmm. obviously I have zero training besides what they have trained us on and right. what um, the international, that two day course covered. Um, and so I've called her and said, they've told me this. I wasn't sure. Okay. And then she's provided some of her, obviously, master's degree insight. Mm-hmm. And then I can call the person back and and guide the conversation or okay. ask the correct questions because I think that's... Great. So, um, slight tangent, but uh, I know we're scheduled to get together in September to talk about mm-hmm. some legislative stuff. Maybe we can get an, up, get an update about this. I'm sure people will know by then, hopefully. But hopefully in a month or two months, we'll have some more information that comes out about that position. Mm-hmm. Great. Is there anything more specific on that t- topic you wanted to touch uh, on? Or, on that EAP coordinator or yeah, health yeah. and wellness? Uh, EAP coordinator or, or any, all, um, any of it, really. Well, we did get an email that Robin um, Burek. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm saying it right. I think so. Is kind of taking over that role until we can hire somebody. Because um, she, she has nothing else to do. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to meet with her to to kind of see if, but I I know she offered to take over. Isn't she organizing the community health? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has a lot on her plate, um, but she has said that this is going to be one of the things that if if we need some assistance. Um, and I haven't clarified as to what, I mean, uh, what she's willing to do or what she's able to do. But I, I appreciate the offer, but her it sounds, name is there. It sounds yes. like one of those things where they just put the box over here under her plate. I agree. And we've seen it before. It's like that's 
it, it's nice. She said she's willing to help, but it's not going to be the quality. Or the, the depth of knowledge is not going to no. be there. Yeah. No, and nothing we know personal, that. Nothing personal. Okay. So there's a temporary band-aided. Okay. Okay. What else? Anything if it's else? even a Any band-aid. Bullet to, yeah. Um, I think what I'm looking forward most is that um, whoever takes over will hopefully be a part of like the fit for duty type policy. We didn't have a policy for that. And so we ran into a situation uh-huh. um, where somebody was deemed not fit for duty at work, mm-hmm. um, possibly some mental health, mm-hmm. um, physical health. Anyway, um, they were told you can't be at work cause you're not fit for duty. But then this person was just handed the keys and said, go ahead. We'll follow up with you later. And that was, um, personally really upsetting Yeah, that we didn't trust the person to be at work, but we trusted them to go get behind the wheel and drive somewhere. We right. didn't even know, you know, there wasn't a, a set place for them to go. So, um, that again, chief Matthews drafted up a policy. Uh-huh. Um, it's sitting, I think since April, it's been sitting on Katina's desk waiting. That's funny. Cause I was just like racking my brain when you said that. Did I miss the fit for duty memo come out? So it's it's it is not officially out, I guess. Not the oh, adopted. it's still sitting as a draft. So okay, I'm hoping that will. I mean, it's just that, that's one of the struggles I found as a um, vice president. I expected uh-huh. to come in, and I had all these great ideas of things yeah. that we were going to get done, and I expected it all to get done in maybe two weeks, a month at the <laughs> most, and realizing that it just takes a long time. Everything does, and the reward takes so long to achieve that, you know, sometimes it's just like, okay, we can do this. Just keep going. Right. Right. Um, That's part of the challenge mm-hmm. is being able to withstand that, that grind. Cause it, it's a, it's always, it's the long-term goal. You think it, because things seem to make sense, common sense. It seems pretty easy. Can we just change this? Not quite the reality. Okay. Um, will you be involved in the hiring slash interview panel for that coordinator position? Yes. Okay. So I, that is the goal is, um, I will be able to be on the interview panel and, uh, any future setting up job descriptions and, okay. and that policy. So, okay. Anything else, health and wellness on your, uh, on your docket? Um, well, we just heard that Fallon Nidris is going to oh. be the professional standards Really? What is it? Supervisor, manager? I, uh, I'm not even sure. Professional standards coordinator? Super, yeah. I'm not sure what the title now, is for that. Now, interesting, because Fallon's an attorney, I believe. She is the city attorney. City. Or she works for the city as attorney. And I really, I must have misunderstood that Sheep's Corner, because I thought it was someone from outside. I guess she's outside the bureau. She is outside. Excuse me. They're outside the bureau. Um, but I, I guess my interpretation was that was somebody... From the outside, outside, mm-hmm. not from the attorney's office. Okay, I'm gonna let that sink in a little bit. I got yeah, a, a little bit of a shock uh, when that chief's memo came out. I did. I, uh, was that recently? Yeah, I think it was in the last today. This oh, okay. morning, maybe. Okay. People probably don't know Fallon. I don't know Fallon particularly well, just through emails. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever met, except for over Zoom once or twice. Everybody should know. Then we have an attorney mm-hmm. that's going to be sitting in that position. Mm-hmm. So if there ever was somebody who is 
policy driven and following the letter of the law, so to speak, it's going to be an attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what probably what the chief is looking for. Mm-hmm. A lot less gray area, I think. A lot less gray area. Uh, hopefully not a punitive mindset, mm-hmm. but I guess time will tell. Yeah, my gears are still sh- are, are whirring on that one. <laughs> I got to take that in a little bit. And I'm with you. I have not actually spent any time really... She was part of chat coming into the, ba- not the basement, the first mm-hmm. floor of mm-hmm. the union hall. And that was my only time as a couple of the meetings that had to do with that. Mm-hmm. And she's very intelligent. Yep, Obviously sure. you have to be, I yeah. think. Um, and so... Interesting. I think there's some reserved optimism. Um, the last little snippet, I'd say, about uh, my little plug for the healthcare trust in relation to the mm-hmm. behavioral health program. Um, whatever potential issues that can be solved with money, which often they can, like whether it's a dedicated clinician, Mm -hmm. a clinician who's going to be running the EAP EAP program. Because if we do get a health trust, we will be providing it through EAP through the health uh, health trust. That's part of the deal. Um, We would have control over that. We'd be able to spend the money, not from the Bureau, from the health reserves to pay for our health and wellness like getting a full-time clinician, like getting um, somebody to run the EAP, like having somebody available mm-hmm. um, on a much more 24-7 type basis for us. Anyways, mm-hmm. that's my little... Well, I do know plug. the more I've kind of looked into it, the coordinator is very different from a clinician mm-hmm. as far as their jobs. Mm-hmm. And it would be great to have both. I mean, awesome if they both, if it was a clinician that also could be a coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the and, police and, and most of the other places, it's two separate positions. I that, and I can see that point of view. So one can deal with people, mm-hmm. and I don't know if deal is the right word, but um, can work with people, and the other one works with the policies and the right. uh, contracts and all of the other things that a person so that is very people-minded doesn't right. want to deal with. You've got one interacting with people, one interacting with the systems. Yes. Um, but... Uh, and again, this is just coming back to my uh, experience and research with the WFI, Wellness Fitness Initiative, that that works well if it's the same person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, the only other thing with health and wellness, um, I'm working on a document uh-huh. uh, for employee support. I'm not quite sure how it's going to be titled, but um, that just is a all in one place, a document that... If you have any change, say you get pregnant, you have uh, PTSD, PTSI, like potential uh, to need mm-hmm. to go down that road, or say a change in family where maybe you have to go to a 40-hour week, something like that, mm-hmm. so that you can just go to one document and flip pregnancy. And it goes in a kind of a... Like a matrix or matrix, like a... Matrix, yeah. yeah. And then all of the forms that need to be filled out. Ah. and who to contact uh-huh. so that you don't have to spend that time calling and trying to figure out. And mm-hmm. that's been the complaint. We dealt it with somebody that had PTSI is trying to figure out where to go, what to do, what comes next. Right. If you don't know that, it's so hard to go through that process. Mm-hmm. And so um, That'd be great. I'm working on that. So it'll all be all electronic with links and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Um, I just spent some time just as similar on that, trying to find some information about some specifics about our 
health benefits for specific medical issue. And I had to like get into the summary plan document and it was sent me to, it was, it was like a half hour and I didn't mm -hmm. really know that document well. Three different places I had to go. I, figure, I figured it out, I think. But yeah, to have something that could streamline that could be super helpful, Yeah, that sort of thing. And okay. I'm hoping even if that document isn't perfect, that someone like you or, or, or we could be the person you call and I will help you uh, connect with Brent Cavanis if, the, if, sure. if that's the person yeah. you need to connect with or, or connect with Linda if that's F, you know FMLA. Something like that, that we need someone that's just yeah. on top of where to go, how to get those resources. Um, so that's... That'd be great. It'll be a living document. It'll be electronic. It'll be easy to add stuff mm -hmm. to, change as needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. You want to touch on anything legislative or you want to wait? Yeah. So legislative, my first introduction to legislative was, and I jumped into it. It was already before I got here oh. um, as a VP, and that was the cancer presumption for females. Mm -hmm. So back in 2009, we got the cancer presumption but it specifically was for males. And so um, the request was to just make it for both male and female. At the state level? Mm hmm Reproductive. So. Got it. It was spe the specific... Uh, GI. Uh, reproductive, and, yeah. Yeah. And testicular. Mm -hmm. And so, then we added bladder, bladder cancer for right. both. Okay. So. okay. And so how'd that go? Uh, it went really well. Um, Obviously, I was on the tail end, so all of the pre-work had been done. So Perfect. That was, yeah, it was exciting to jump in, <laughs> do a couple of uh, Zoom. Uh -huh. um, did you do some testifying? I did. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that felt really powerful to um, be able to speak in front of the Senate and That's awesome. So. so you got the ball on the, the one-yard line and yeah, carried, carried it over? Yeah, I pretty much yeah. <laughs> just crossed the line with That's great. Uh, Dacia. Graver, mm -hmm. she's with Twalton Valley, mm -hmm. was the one that brought that forward. So being able to work with her and that kind of was what made my desire to get involved in the legislative because he realized this is this is how it works. You right. know, like you right. have to make connections with people. You have to make those those relationships. Yeah. So then when a request like that comes through, somebody is willing to take that on and right. you know, someone has to take that forward in the legislature legislation which is you know it speaks to that conversation i've had many times i had it again last shift um good friend came through and i hadn't seen him for a while and it was that same conversation about why do we have to get involved with politics like can't we yeah. just not endorse anybody and i'm like i mean i get it in, in a sense like nobody particularly well i want nobody, everybody says they don't like politicians and like as a generalization i'm not crazy about politicians either but to look for our in, out for our interests, you really need those relationships, mm -hmm. at, and it comes to supporting them if they support us. You right. know, I know, blah blah blah, same old me memes you hear all the time. But it sounds like you had you had a really good entree. Yeah, into that, and then that I was world. able to go to the legislative conference um, when they were all in session down in D.C. Yes, nice. And so being able to walk the halls and actually go into the offices of our Oregon mm -hmm. um, legislators uh, and be able to speak to them in person mm -hmm. about Oregon-specific situations yeah. and have them look me in the eye and say either nope uh -huh. or, yeah, that might be something I'm interested in. 
Yeah. You know, it was that. I, yeah. It's it cool. changed my, yeah, and I'm not, cool. I, I'll be honest. I'm not a hundred percent a enthusiastically right. excited about getting involved in politics. Like I, I consider myself very conservative in that way. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. We made it through the primaries mm-hmm. November on how we're going to support candidates and yes. who we're going to support. And, uh, I'm with you in most ways. I mean, I'm more political. I'm less political than I used to be, but I really, I, I don't pay much, that much attention anymore. That I, not like I used to, and it just sort of focus on the few things that are specific to the wages, hours, working conditions, you mm-hmm. know, patient safety, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and um, just a real quick plug: we will have a another uh, a, a meeting, a podcast discussion with Dacia in yes. September when we get closer to the elections. Yes. So look for, look for that, uh, listener. Okay. Um, I'll turn the mic over to you. You have a little list there. What, what's on your list you may want to let uh, the The other membership thing is communication. Know. So this is my plug, is I'm always looking for events or cool interactions or something um, that I can put on social media to, mm-hmm. this is going to sound cliche, but promote our brand. Mm-hmm. Um and just show the good things that we are doing mm. out in the public. And, you know, I know people are going out to, um, like, block parties or, you oh. know, something like that. It'd be great to have that photo or great to have that, hey, heads up, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I can I can post it. Absolutely. And, and people are involved in all sorts of different fundraising type stuff. Mm-hmm. And this thing that just popped in my mind because I just saw the thing yesterday or last shift was any of this stuff like the the fundraising that happened at Schaefer Stock is mm-hmm. that stuff is that the sort of thing that would that makes it to the the locals um, their social media oh okay it should and what do you put in, what are you using are you doing like Instagram Facebook Twitter or anything else yeah. yeah so those three and then internal communications we have the Slack channel and then right. um, our forum right so if it's something that and usually I have to get permission to, to find out right. which media we can, you know, if they want it just internal mm-hmm. or if the entire, potentially the entire world can access. Right. Um, so, yeah, if you're out there and you're involved with anything, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a primary or even peripherally mm-hmm. through any organization that you're, you know, involved with in your community, let you know. And you can... you Please. can sort of push it out, mm-hmm. let people know. And it's not that you're trying to like show people, hey, this is what I'm doing, but it's just it's just good for everybody to see all the good things that we do. It not is. just not just on duty, but off duty as well. It's a good reminder that we we are doing I mean, I think the mental health of a lot of us is just we keep hearing it over and over where everyone's just kinda of beat down. Mm. And so I feel like focusing on some of the good things is a way to either stop that <laughs> the spiral if that's the right word and just kind start, of start that trend back up pick, of, pick people up a little yeah. bit okay at least for myself it picks me up yeah. to see them yeah so. so I do know that um, in your position in your seat there's always stuff going on there is so I know that there's probably grievance committees probably disciplines mm-hmm. are you you're doing those things as well yeah those are all assisting um, so okay if like the discipline we we all take turns on mm-hmm. um, how we support with those interviews, interviews and yeah. the grievance or all of the vice presidents are involved in that. Okay. So awesome. So this was just a little 
um, overview of some of the stuff you're doing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're busy. Um, where where are we at here? We're at a good we're a good a good spot. But I just want to give you a chance to uh, if you have more to say or have any any closing remarks that we'll get. I mean, obviously, you have a chance to talk to people at the station and through mm-hmm. the general membership meeting. But this might get to some other folks that are. Um, in their cars, driving, commuting, mm-hmm. or whatever. This is, I think, the podcast is sometimes for that sort of thing. Anything else you want to just leave leave folks with? Uh, your, I encourage you, to, yeah, to come to the union hall. And um, I, I know it's been said over and over, but to reach out and call if you have mm-hmm. questions. And you know, we have district reps that are right now we are very interactive. Mm-hmm. And so it's they're getting out that there. information exchange. That's one of Isaac's biggest thing is that he wants everyone to know what's going on as best as he can Mm -hmm. and obviously we've had situations that we're just starting to work on a project and um it hasn't quite gotten to a place where we can share but it's been shared anyway and Mm -hmm. um kind of dealing with some of the blowback from that if that is the appropriate word but yeah um and that's okay if you have questions we we want to be able to give answers and let people know that we're spending a lot of time and energy and May not may not be fixed as fast as you want. No, but there's there's work being done. Speaking of coming down to the Union Hall, there's a, I've been here for a little bit. I was on vacation and so forth, mm-hmm. but uh, it's the first time I drove in when uh, community health program and you know PSR was yeah. down was was here. So the parking lot was a little bit more full, and the folks folks were down there. It's kind of cool. It's all yeah. getting set up. That's a, it's a new it's a new vibe. I'm really excited um, for everybody that is working mm-hmm. out. Yeah. It's been pretty neat. That's great. Uh, uh, I guess the other thing is uh, August 14th. Yes. Is our picnic. Mm-hmm. Oaks Park, just like it always is. Yep. Um, and so we'll be there. And If you're new, come check it out. It's fun. Mm-hmm. If you've been there before, you know it's fun. Particularly fun for the families. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, like, my kids are probably too old now to come hang out, but I'll come hang out. I, it's, it's, it's a good hang. Great. Um, that's all I got. Thanks for your time. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks.